0: Strange as it may seem, Charlie, I, I guess I write about people like you. The average working stiff, the common man. Well, ain't that a kick in the head? Yeah, I guess it is. But in a way, that's exactly the point. There's a few people in New Hopefully your numbers are growing. Who feel we have an opportunity now to forge something real out of everyday experience. Create a theater for the masses based on a few simple truths not on some sharp worn abstractions about drama that don't hold true today if they ever did i don't guess this means much to you hell yeah i could tell you some stories and that's the point that we all have stories the hopes and dreams of the common man are as noble as those of any king the stuff of life why shouldn't it be the stuff of theater God. Damn it, why should that be such a hard pill to swallow? Let him have it, Chris! Let him have it, Chris. Let him have it, Chris. Let him have it. Let him have it. Button, switch, for everything. You're listening to Aerial View on WFMU eStorage. And worldwide on the internet at WFMU.org. Logic. The people as clear as a so, yeah. I've got this man go on the air and deliver a coded message me. you're out of your mind I'm not out of my mind oh come on now we're going to listen to what he said on the air because all we're dealing with here after all is for show time against the man I, I don't see that I can see you're really upset about this Chris, stand up and wiggle your hips for us. Oh, I know that guy. But you're a dumb yeah, And I'll smash your face. For you, y'all buckles. Get you stop, Dad. Uh, stop it. Shut up. Conversation is a two-way street. I'm all fake. I'm going to my beard. I don't get you. W. I don't get your act at all. F. And I don't think you do either. Um, I don't think you know what you're trying to do or how to go about it. You. Stupid. I heard it over the radio. Real stupid. I'm not just talking about one person. I'm talking about everybody. I'm talking about form. I'm talking about content. I'm talking about interrelationships. I'm talking about God, the devil, hell, heaven. Do you understand? Finally! and you will not take me over the air for now. Over any other space time. I'll pitch to my voice wherever I please. I'm a famous radio personality now. Most people today don't care less about the radio personality. He's always talking about some radio. Radio, find out what's going on. Listen to the talk shows and you will find out what's going on. Oh, man. Yes. Radio? Yes, talk radio. so boring, okay, man. Okay, okay. I have an idea now. First name, mister. Middle Last name, I just hope this man realizes that being able to communicate with people all over the world carries a serious responsibility. Come on, baby. Show the man your power, Big. Blast him! Give him some of that tone! Oh, man. You're, 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 Showtime radio <laughs> radio. Check one, check two, check check one, check two, check. Hotter, right. Check one. Check two. Check. Check one. Check two. Check. There we go. It's me, Chris T. Here in my home office on a Sunday, April third, around eleven forty-nine in the morning, almost noon, and um, on this particular aerial view. I want to take you inside my home office, which uh, every time I think of the phrase home office, I think of John Goodman and Barton Fink talking about how things are gotten all balled up at the home office. And we all know that he was speaking metaphorically, don't we? Anyway, um, I'm shooting some video as I speak, by the way, and I'll put this up. In the newsletter or on the Facebook page, see you next Tuesday or something. You can find me online, by the way, at aerialview.me. But in order to shoot some video of the office, I'm going to be going off mic here for just a little bit. First, uh, I should tell you that uh, I'm recording directly into my computer in my home office. That's one of the best things about it is I've got Adobe Audition here loaded on the iMac and so I use it quite a bit actually. I tried learning Pro Tools years ago but uh the learning curve is quite steep on Pro Tools and I I I should know it. I beat myself up all the time for not knowing it. And one of these days I will learn it. What can I tell you? Just not today. Not today. Uh the home office here is is the bane of my existence because it is cluttered as fuck. I'll be honest with you. And I struggle all the time with what to do about the clutter. Um, you know, as I, uh, by the way, as I speak, I'm going to just shoot some video all around the office here. And uh, what we're seeing right now, if I ever get a chance to synchronize the audio with the video, is the brilliant portrait that Robert Prasante did of me. That's going on the last of the Aerial View lighters. Uh, Let me go around the room a little bit more from my left. Uh, Here we go. Here's some clutter. Here's some stuff. Uh, I got a a good humor cap from way back. I got a White Castle trucker hat. There's a world champion hat that um, Judah Friedlander gave me, and it's autographed. I got a bunch of old LCDs, right over there is the uh, bayonet that I got from my brother's house after he died, and uh, below the LCDs on this magazine rack, which I found years ago in the trash, and I guess at one time this magazine rack held National Enquirers and The Star and the Weekly World News, and uh, what's that one on the bottom, let's see, oh yeah, The Globe. Now all defunct, but right now it's filled with copies of Weird New Jersey and uh, the old program guide LCD and a bunch of old fanzines. and It's mounted to the wall, and I got a lot of other crap hanging off of it. Just above that is uh, my poster from USA Pro Pro Wrestling, Friday, August 22nd, 8 p.m. God knows what year. I think it was the late 90s, but Sergeant Slaughter and King Kong Bundy were the title match. Uh, or actually exp- exhibition match. I don't know. But uh, you also had Tito Santana and Mr. Hughes on that bill. You had Superfly Jimmy Snuka versus the Metal Maniac. You had Kid USA, blah, blah, blah. It's signed by Sergeant Slaughter and Jimmy Snuka and somebody else. I forget who the hell is. I can't read their signature. But uh, continuing to my left, here's a lovely painting. Um. From, is it Stephen Keane, I want to say, who did that series of paintings on musical subjects. This one is the cover of Let It Bleed by the Rolling Stones. I got some of my New York World's Fair collection up on the walls as well, including some plates and a nicely framed pennant. Just below that is part of the old radio collection with all of these transistor radios, and behind it is part of the flashlight collection. Well, that's pretty much all of the flashlight collection. And uh, just beneath that is a game that uh, Dave Howard got me, a friend of mine from New Orleans. Really loved the Schmo game by Remco, which is hanging on the wall. And then uh, here's some clutter. Here's an excellent pile of crap sitting on top of um, a steel cabinet in which uh, I got a lot of audio equipment. But this pile of crap I need to do something about because it. it's, as you could see here, and as I'm describing to you, it's piled up on top of my turntable or one of my turntables i own two this is the techniques direct drive turntable i salvaged from the trash that works perfectly someone must have gotten a cd player and decided to put their turntable out in the garbage years ago i found this up in uh, piermont new york and uh, the other turntable is down in the basement it's an acoustic research turntable one of those incredibly manual ones where you have to lift the platter to change the speeds and That I will never get rid of, but right now it's in storage. Um, And then over here on the left of this steel cabinet, well, let me open up the steel cabinet. How's that? The steel cabinet came from Ikea, but in here you'll see all of the stuff I need to digitize audio. And that includes um, a VHS deck on top there. Beneath it is a Denon cassette deck that uh, I bought years ago for like, I think, $10 or something. I've got a mini-disc deck over here purchased on eBay for digitizing mini-discs. The only thing I don't have is a DAT machine, and at some point I hope to acquire one. But down beneath all of that is a whole bunch of stuff that I need from time to time, including microphones, and uh, there's an M-Box that used to be hooked up to this computer, and uh, a whole bunch of other audio gear, different problem solvers for different types of things, and That is mostly useful stuff. I wouldn't call that clutter, but it does tend to take up a lot of space. And then down here uh, on the second part of the cabinet, it is just a bunch of boxes and different things that need to be dealt with. I see some stuff for cleaning records over there. I see uh, an old battery that needs to be gotten rid of. I need to figure out how to recycle that thing. And then beneath the cabinet is yet more clutter, more crap that i need to figure out what to do with including all kinds of framed pictures and different artwork and flat materials and oh my god it just this is the kind of shit that really brings me down friends uh over here on these two cabinets these two skinny narrow metal cabinets in there is a whole bunch of cassettes and aerial view stuff to be digitized And let's just open a draw at random. And here you will see uh, aerial views going back for many, many years. Let's look at some of the dates. 1992. I mean, this stuff predates the archives that are now up there at WFMU.org and at aerialview.me. And uh, my hope was to continue archiving this stuff at some point because some of the stuff hasn't been heard since it aired originally and it only exists on these cassettes and let's look at some of the titles here i'm going to see if i can move this microphone a little closer without pulling it off the wall um what do we got sports fans new orleans new jersey breakfast of champions i need your advice oh man this There's a lot of it. There's drawer upon drawer upon drawer of all of this stuff. And, uh, there's yet more up here. There's yet more cassettes that have never been digitized. Uh... And it distresses me, and I'll tell you why it distresses me, because someday we're going to have to move from here. That's obvious. Someday we're going to have to get out of here, and I just don't know how we're going to do that. Here, I'm going to open up more drawers in my desk here, which I I bought this desk off of Craigslist years ago. And amazingly, it was $200, beautiful old steel desk, probably made, you know, in the Rust Belt somewhere. Might even be New Jersey. Uh, but the guy painted it. I guess he had it powder coated or whatever the hell they do here. And it, it's great color. It's one of my favorite colors. It's like seafoam green. You got your typing returns here that pull out for your typewriter. But the drawers are stuffed with yet more electronic stuff and more crap to do radio with. And just shit that's accumulated over the years. And, you know, if you're anything like me and you got drawers full of the same stuff here's all the outboard drives and various other audio equipment and electronics equipment and here's the junk drawer and here are the drawers on the right side let's move over to the right side for just a minute while i stick my hand in front of the lens here's crap this is all crap this is just accumulations of garbage and I I don't even know what to call it anymore. Here's where I keep all the cables down in the, well, well, I guess you would keep your files in, right? This is where you would keep your files, and instead I got bags upon bags full of stuff, and they're all labeled. This is something I figured out how to do years ago, but I got these big Ziploc ba- zip bags, and every bag is labeled with what's in the bag. This one has quarter-inch and XLR cables and adapters in it. Just a ton of... Cabling, cables and bullshit. Here's what I'm using to record with right now. This little Yamaha AG-03, uh, which was made for podcasters, I guess, to do their podcasting. But um, I got this microphone plugged into it, and the microphone is an ElectroVoice RE-20. Pretty standard radio type of microphone, and I've got it mounted to the wall on this boom arm. And, uh, all right, let's see what else is in this office. There's your office telephone right there. Uh, My little postage stamp picture of Jimi Hendrix and the experience. Over here is an iPad 3 that's charging. And here's a little uh, Model 11 Cambridge Soundworks sound system that I purchased at a flea market years ago, very reasonably priced. And there's my pen holder with Godzilla and Pete Townsend. Uh, over there is my customized, uh, campaign photo of Kennedy. I don't know who the fuck did that, but it wasn't me. I didn't draw all over it with pen, but I kind of like the way it looks. Uh, again, I'm going to put this video up because this will go along with, uh, everything that you're hearing. Here's the bulletin board with all of the important stuff on it. Uh, not really that important, but this is what I use by the way when telemarketers call now and they call quite often. This is a little device I picked up years ago. I forget where, but it's got pre-recorded big Lebowski quotes in it. So hold that up to the phone when a uh, telemarketer calls. Let's see it. Yeah, I don't know if, the you know, the reason why Jeffrey Lebowski sounds somewhat slow is because the batteries are dying or what. I tried replacing the batteries years ago, and I'm not sure what effect it had. But here, let me show you some more of the office. And, uh, oh, I like this over here. Framed picture from Rockefeller Center postcards that I had framed years ago, and that was before I even worked in Rockefeller Center. So that's pretty cool, right? Down here is yet more clutter. Uh, here's a pile of crap that I'm going to have to figure out what to do with pretty soon. Down there is uh, all my, that's my Zoom H6 that I use for a lot of field recording and all the accessories that go with the Zoom in that little briefcase that I found at an estate sale. And then uh, this is just stuff that needs to I need to do something with, future Christmas gifts. Most of it is future Christmas gifts. There are my crutches over in the corner with more World's Fair stuff. Over here is a whole bunch of CDs. It's not nearly all the CDs that I own, but this big vertical cabinet is full of, I don't know how many CDs this thing holds. I want to say 120, somewhere around there, maybe 200. But another part of the old radio collection, transistor radio collection, these were, I think, called Beach Boy radios, and I got them in five different colors. One, two, three, four, five collect them all more radios and a little reel-to-reel tape recorder on top of that thing and then coming over here is more clutter on top of the file cabinet that i salvaged years ago from yes upsala college this uh was something that was going to go into trash and um again stuff made in america uh let's see if we could read the label where it was made jamestown new york all steel and is that the Uppsala College number right there? Inventory number from Uppsala College. They were going to throw this out. Um, in this file cabinet is all your standard files, you know, your type of stuff that you need to keep for your home and uh, taxes and records and all kinds of bullshit like that. It's also got a ton of magnets on it from different WFMU shows. There's uh, Glenn Jones and X-Ray Burns over there. We've got uh, a Trenton magnet. You've got the Punk Rock Flea Market magnet, some WFMU magnets. Just I stuck magnets all over this thing. And there's even more on this side over here. Check that out. There you go. Oh, man, this is uh, Chris T. with a tour of the home office. Things are getting all balled up at the home office, as uh, John Goodman said in Barton Fink and coming over this way oh there's a big world's fair uh scarf that is is don't i think it's silk scarf you could have bought at the world's fair and i had that framed years ago there's a world's fair hat over there that says doris on it someone got it custom embroidered at the world's fair um there is a another robert piersanti piece i bought years ago uh, well last year actually of godzilla Always oh, a big fan of godzilla Here's a clock that stopped working years ago, I don't know why, every time I put a battery in it, it just seems to die. Here's a model plane, I wish I could say I built it, but I probably bought it at the flea market Uh, that's dangling from the ceiling. And um, let me close this door and show you. Oh, here's some recycling that needs to go out. Uh, And once I close this door, there's my boom microphone boom i bought at the meadowlands flea market here's you could see another world's fair item which is a kid's t-shirt that was never worn and i had it framed along with a postcard from the world's fair and look at this little nudie cuties on the back of the door that was uh, a gift from rex stone if memory serves rex and coco gave me that and it's uh topless girls playing golf so that would certainly make, or actually, I should say, cricket. What the what the hell am I saying? They're playing cricket, right? Not cricket. Um, what's that lawn polo? Whatever the fuck it is, they're playing it. I don't mean to keep cursing. I got a dirty mouth. I apologize for that. And now, uh, let's, you know, do some more office touring with uh, the Kennedy shelf, as I like to call it, right above the computer. Is a shelf full of Kennedy stuff. And uh, from left to right, there's a model kit of JFK with uh, little JFK, with, you know, John Jr., I should say. And then uh, there's an LBJ doll somewhere in the middle there. And then over here is a little statue of John Jr. What the hell do they call him? I know they called him something else. I, I just can't remember. And then there's a whole bunch of other crap in there as well, including a couple of promotional models of Ramblers from the year 1964. There's a Rambler convertible on the right and a Rambler hardtop on the left. And then other uh, things mixed in there, including some Aurora model racing cars. And it's just a collection of crap, including right here, this lighter shaped like an old-time radio microphone. That's actually a cigarette lighter. And uh, Lord knows where I acquired that, but that was also years ago. Um, all right, and now let's take a look at these shelves that hold yet more shit above my desk. And every day I wonder when these shelves will fall off the wall. Um, but here we go. That uh, bottom shelf is full of uh, old Corgi and dinky toy uh, model cars. You know, die casts, as they call them, along with a bunch bunch of other shit and i'm gonna i'll give you a little bit of a close-up and then these boxes are all full of uh cassettes yet more cassettes and mini discs up there and then up there you got photos and yet more crap moving over here to my right uh just books and clutter and stuff that needs to be thrown out and uh there's the aerial view lighter collection so far over there and yet more (sighs) stuff I, I i haven't even opened up this closet over here you see this closet of death right here let's take a look inside this closet for just a moment all right in this closet are uh, lots of empty boxes that i'm saving for no particular reason i don't know why and then yet more uh cds cdrs there's my lps in this this these are all the lps i know some of you are like what what the hell that's it that's the LP collection that's it then there's a bunch of winter wear in there as well and oh man gotta do something about this closet it's all so distressing friends oh there's my local 1212 jacket IBEW broadcast engineers local 1212 and I'll close this closet yet again and then I'm gonna stand up let me see if I can bring this microphone with me uh And get a close-up on some of the crap that's on these shelves. Uh, You're listening to Aerial View, the home office edition. And uh, here we go. There's my statue of the Pope that all the fingers broke off of. I got that from the Meadowlands Flea Market. And uh, all of the fingers except for one broke off. Let me get you a close-up here. That's right, only his middle finger survived. And I'm not even making that up. That's not something I did on purpose. All right, and there you go. There's our Chris Christie stopping traffic on the George Washington Bridge. A whole collection of Corgi buses, uh, double-decker buses, the standard London souvenir. I guess a lot of people came back from London with those things, right? And uh, a whole bunch of other die casts. There's my uh, Wolfman Jack figure. From the American Graffiti, they put it they put that's the only time I think a DJ's ever been immortalized in plastic like that. And uh, moving on over here, yet more stuff, including my Malcolm X doll next to the cousin Brucey Notter and the Easy Course in Home radio over there from the early 1920s when radio was becoming a thing. Um, all right, there we go. Look at all of it. Take it all in and wonder just what the hell I'm supposed to do with all of this stuff. Oh, God. Well, one of the things I want to do is I want to, um, once I recuperate from my second foot surgery, uh, is start hitting some more flea markets as a vendor as opposed to just uh, going and purchasing stuff, you know, because I have enough stuff. (laughs) At this point, I've got more than enough stuff. And, um, and, and then just start unloading stuff. Just, just start bringing stuff down to the flea market with the intention of getting rid of it because someday, I'd like to think, we're going to move from here. Uh, and I don't want to have to deal with all of this when that happens. All right, there you go. There's the tour of the home office and on to other things here. I'm going to stop this video at this point. And that's a good 22, 23 minutes long that ought to keep you occupied for just a little while. Uh, And thanks to everybody who has had positive feedback about this show. You know, the more I talk in the newsletter about this show ending, the more I hear from people who say to me, I wish this wasn't the case. Are you really going to give this all up, Chris T., they say. Are you really leaving us? And, you know, it makes me feel terrible. But then again, most things do. <laughs> so what can I say? Um, but here's my dilemma. You know, here it is Sunday. And, you know, I was, uh, I was traveling for work. I left on Wednesday, flew out to Louisville, Kentucky, didn't fly back until yesterday, um, didn't get on the ground until about 2 p.m. at Newark Airport. And yesterday was kind of just shot because I was tired from not really sleeping well because I don't sleep well in hotel rooms. And so yesterday was a lot of yawning and trying to catch up and um, on sleep. And that wasn't really working all that well. And so today I wanted to have as a day of rest today i wanted to really shut my mind off i had a couple of things i needed to get done uh but then there's my obligation to you you know there's i do have a sense of obligation about aerial view i really do and i like to think that when the weekend rolls around you know by monday i'll have a new aerial view show that i can uh send for um the folks, the good folks at WFMU to put up on Tuesday morning. i like to give them 24 hours if at all possible. So it's not because they're all busy people and I don't want to squeeze them with the stuff that needs to be done for this show. So I try to make sure that by Sunday evening that I have a show ready to go, that it's quote unquote in the can and I can send it out either Sunday night or Monday morning or something. And so when the weekend rolls around, there's a lot of apprehension. Um, Instead of just thinking, well, this is my chance to recharge my batteries. This is my chance to relax. This is my chance to get caught up on things I want to get caught up on. I have to think, well, what's the show going to be? Now, what do I do for a show, right? That's now what happens when the weekend rolls around. And it's making me, I'll admit it, resentful. I wish it wasn't, but it is. And I... Don't want to feel that resentment. I don't want to think that this is no longer fun, you know, and sometimes it's not. And if it's not fun, then, you know, I mean, not everything in life has to be fun, obviously. I'm not saying it all has to be fun, but I don't want it to be a drag either. And I don't want to think like, oh, what am I going to do? I have no ideas. What am I going to do? Because... You know, I've said this before. I'll say it again. Uh, my type of radio, the stuff that I love doing, involves a two-way conversation with the audience, it's something that's immediate, something that's happening now. And if there was a way that I could figure out to tell you all to call some phone number and I can have interaction with you, uh, I would do that. But all of the ways that I know to do that, the people I know who are doing that, it's kind of, it's it's not easy to do, number one. and it's And it's, you know... I just don't know. I I, I keep telling myself I'm going to try it, that one of these days I'm going to figure out a way to do that. But I did something really dumb uh, about a half a year ago, maybe longer than that actually. Uh, is I had a really great Skype phone number that was incredibly close to the number you all know and love from the old days of Aerial View when you would call in. And I uh, I got rid of it. <laughs> it wasn't my own idea. I mean, I kind of argued against it. I kind of argued for keeping the number and the counter argument was, nah, we don't need it. That's all right. Get rid of it. Give it up. And now of course I will never have that recipe again. That, that phone number is now in the possession of somebody else. And it it's impossible at this point to get a Skype phone number in the New Jersey area code. So there's that there, there's, I know as I sit here that I'm probably just making excuses, that there are other people who were doing that, who were sitting at home taking phone calls, and I, I'm sure I could figure out a way to do that and, and to say to people, hey, here's a phone number, call, we're recording right now. And, and I promise you, before this thing is over, I will figure out a way to do that. I will, I will figure out a way that you and I can talk again because as I sit here right now, I don't think that you're going to hear me again on the airwaves of WFMU. I don't think you're going to tune in to 91.1 or any other frequency and hear me going out over the FM airwaves. I just don't see that happening because, again, I got another foot surgery at the end of April, beginning of May, and then I'll be recuperating at home yet again. It's all so exhausting, isn't it? (laughs) just all so exhausting. And, uh, you know, I wanted to sit here and talk a little bit about current events and life today and what's going on, not just in my world, but in the world at large. But it's distressing. I, I'll be completely honest with you. It's, and you already know it's distressing and you already can feel the distress of it all. And you don't need me distressing you any further with any of the bullshit that we all face on a daily basis. But in uh, just you know, a quick rundown of my worry list, you know, where the, uh, the top of the list may be climate change and the Antarctic ice shelf and the idea that we're all going to be underwater come 2050. I, I'll tell you, man, I think I'm going to be, by the time I'm shuffling off this mortal coil, I, I think my timing will be perfect. I hate to be that solipsistic, is that the word? But I feel like by the time they're you know, burning me, cremating me or whatever, actually that's what I would like to have happen is I'd like to be cremated and I haven't even thought about where my ashes were going to go. I frankly don't care, to be honest with you. But by the time that happens, I feel like this place is going to be going to shit. That That's kind of how I feel about it. And again, it may be... Very self centered of me, but when you read that these scientists are like, Oh, you know, our previous models, whoa, 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 well, it looks like, Oh my god, it looks like we're fucked, is really what they're saying. It looks like, <laughs> given a couple of variables, we could see the rise of the oceans by three feet or more by the year 2050. I, I mean, look, I don't have children. I I really don't have concerns along those lines about what, what are my progeny going to do? Uh, but maybe you do, and, and maybe it's something that keeps you awake at night. I, I'm kept awake by more immediate concerns because climate change, I think, for most people, is a thing that they can kick down the road, right? We all keep kicking that can down the road. And for better or worse, we're going to end up paying for that. Well, not me. Again, I won't end up paying for that, but you will. Your kids will. Your grandkids will. Uh, But there are more immediate concerns, you know, issues at work that keep me awake at night. Um, Thankfully, everything in the home sphere is pretty damn good. You know, I'm very happy in my marriage. I'm very happy with my home life, Uh, happy with our two wonderful cats, Roger and Violet, and uh, happy with our house, even though uh, I'm probably not the best homeowner in the world you know i look around and go shit i should have replaced those windows how how long ago oh my god what's with the roof oh man what am i gonna do about this and what am i gonna do about that um but overall i'm happy with it except for the aforementioned clutter the shit that needs to be gotten rid of right the clearing out that needs to be done because we we filled up every nook and cranny in this place uh but, you know, there are other things to to uh, obsess upon, to worry about. I, I don't know that I want to ruin my Sunday by doing that. But, yeah, I, like all of you, I, I have a worry list. And um, I'm only too glad to, to share it with you. But here's the thing. Um, your, your list is probably pretty much the same. You know, you, what do you worry about? You worry that you're not spending enough time with your friends and your family and uh, You worry that you're not uh, socking away enough money for a rainy day. You uh, worry that, uh, you know, you haven't yet figured out how to do those things in life that you want to achieve before it's all over. You know, those are the kind of things that worry me. And I worry most of all about you. I worry about this audience. And I feel... Very sad when I think about the audience that this show has developed over the years. And those of you who are hanging in there, because frankly, I don't know uh, how many of you are going to hear this. I I really, it it may be one person, it may be two people, it might be a hundred people, it might be a thousand people. I have no clue. Uh, Frankly, I have no clue. But, you know, I worry about, I worry about what it means to say goodbye to you. And I worry about how to keep that connection somehow, even if I'm not cranking out new aerial view programs. And one of the things that occurs to me is that I can hang on to the newsletter, that the newsletter is mine. I started the newsletter and, you know, that's a connection that we can continue having, whatever else is that I'm doing after aerial view. And for those of you who aren't aware, I'll come clean about one thing right now, which is that I've had a career in radio For a while now, I mean, since I guess the mid 90s at one job or another, I've been paid to do radio, whether at WNYC or at the New York Bureau of National Public Radio or at CBS when it purchased the mutual radio network and I went to work over there or with Sirius Satellite Radio or what's now Sirius XM Satellite Radio in one way or another, my my salary, my earnings in life has come from radio, from working in radio. So so there's that. And WFMU is, of course, the reason why that I was able to get all those radio jobs and have all those radio jobs and succeed at all those radio jobs. So there's an internal debt of gratitude there. And that also makes it worse, the idea of walking away from it, that It was it's such a part of my life and such a part of my career. And uh, this is not uh, I mean, look, we're not at the end quite yet. I told myself I would make it till July because that will mark 30 years of uh, being involved with WFMU in one way or another. And I want to stay true to that. And it gets difficult sometimes because, again, how much of your time, how much of my time can I put a demand on is the question. And um, the other thing that I've pointed out to you again and again and again that sits with me is, uh, is this all my ego? Because who the fuck knows how many of you are going to hear this? And ultimately, does that matter? Is that the gauge of everything? Uh, I never wanted to be someone who just thought about, well, how popular is it? It's never been a concern of mine. There are people, believe me, who are, um, in terms of WFMU, far more popular. And they do fantastic shows, and they deserve your time. And uh, here am I, sitting here doing a show about my home office. Things being all balled up at the home office, but... You know, to go back to Barton Fink, which is one of my favorite Cohen Brothers films and that John Goodman character, of course, the home office was his mind. And there you go, tying it all together in a nice little bow. Uh, I'm trying to give you a look inside not only my home office, but my mind here, of course. And in my mind, there's there's uh, a <laughs> what was that song that I discovered years ago? The psychedelic song in my mind is a forest. Oh yeah, that's it. In my mind is a forest. And I'm trying to make my way through that forest. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make my way through it with you there by my side. And I'm trying to say to you, I hope to God I'm not wasting your time. I hope to God this isn't a slog for you and that there's something that comes out of all of this that is meaningful. Because really, if there isn't, then then let's just pull the curtain down at this point. What do you say? Uh, we have some more time left together. And again, not to uh, belabor a point, but there is going to come a time when you and I will be able to talk again. I'm going to figure that out. I, as soon as I'm done recording here, I'm going to figure out how how you and I can talk on the phone. That's what I'm talking about. And uh, that'll do it for this week's Aerial View. I do appreciate you spending some time with me in the home office. And again, look for that video 22 23 minute video that I shot of the home office going up there in the newsletter or it will appear or probably in both places on the Facebook group see you next Tuesday and if you want to find me online it's aerialview.me aerialview.me and yes I will see you next Tuesday put the policy case down in your mitts in the air Hitler Charlie. I hear it's month. Madman month. Jesus, people can be cruel. It's not my build, it's my personality. They say I'm a madman part, but I'm not mad at anyone. Honest, I'm not. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday.